Hello and welcome to Tell Me What You Did. My name is Philip Shackelford and I'm the Library Director at South Arkansas Community College. This series is all about exploring a variety of different careers and learning about the pathways students and others can take to pursue similar opportunities. I'm glad you're here and I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. All right, well, good morning. Uh, my name is Philip Shackelford. I'm the Library Director here at South Arkansas Community College. And uh, welcome back to Tell Me What You Do. This is our monthly interview series that we've started uh, talking to lots of different folks and exploring their careers and the pathways uh, to those careers. And uh, this month I have Alejandro Munoz, who is an early college career coach here at uh, the, uh, South Arc. And uh, so I will just jump right in if that's all right with you, Alejandro. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, hello everyone. Uh, as Philip mentioned, my name is Alejandra and I'm the early college coordinator at South Arc. Um, a little bit about what I do is I work directly with our high school students uh, who are interested in taking college classes while they're in high school. Uh, and I also su supervise the college and career coach program. That's a statewide program uh, where we have career coaches at different high schools providing college and career information to our high school students. Uh, it starts in middle school, actually, so even if um, they're younger in the eighth grade and up until senior year, um, they'll have someone that they can talk to and get ready for college or career after high school. Uh, that's fantastic. I did not know that it went all the way to middle school, so that's, that's great to know. Um, so what's the elevator pitch? Well, uh, again, I'm Alejandra, and um, one of the most important things that uh, I do and I'm passionate about is getting students uh, to be in a place right after college that is going to get them to be in a position where they are passionate and uh, have a fulfilling life after their educational journey. So through my, my role here at South Arc, I'm able to do that and uh, work with individuals at both high school and uh, college level to be in a career that they love. That's fantastic and I think that ties in very well with what we do as a whole at the college is just you know um, establishing those pathways to employment or transfer or whatever the case may be for, for folks. Um, so let me take it all the way back a little bit and ask uh, how you got started in this career if you could take us through the journey a little bit. Absolutely so the career title or name, if I may, anybody who's interested in uh, this career path exists. A lot of people don't know that that you can be in a career path and it's student affairs. Uh, so higher education student affairs is a career path that I chose. Um, I started as a teacher in high school um, and taught for a few years. Since 2009, I have been in education. Uh, and we were getting our students ready academically for college. There's a lot of push as a college ready charter school in Houston. Um, and then we also realized that once they were getting to college, not everybody was graduating from college. And so while it is important to um, get to college for everyone who is on that path, you know, it, it doesn't make much sense to start college and not finish college uh, because then you won't have the credentials to really get to the career that you want to be in. And so um, my interest in wanting to assist and help people, students finish 
um, got me to higher education and student affairs. So I started a master's program at Baylor University um, and through those two years learned everything from administration of colleges and universities to working with students, student development theories, and a lot, a lot of research on what kinds of activities and things we can do so that students can retain and graduate from college. Uh, so that's how I got into student affairs. Uh, so it is an actual career path. There are degrees uh, for anyone who are who is interested in being or working at a college or university. Okay. Um, and I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit because that's, you know, there, there's a lot of different, um, and this is not on the list, just kind of a follow-up. Um, there, there are a lot of different pathways in higher education. If you just say higher education, that can mean a lot of different things. And I wonder if you would uh, define that a little bit and, and how this may differ from some of those other pathways. Yes, yeah, so that's a really good point because, it, of course, in our, at our institutions, you have administration and you have faculty, the academic side of things. So a lot of times we call it academic house and then the student affairs house. Right. Um, and you can uh, continue on, earn a PhD. And um, if you want to work at a four-year university, um, then you would more likely pursue a PhD or an EDD so that you have a terminal degree to be able to teach. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can be a professor or a faculty member and do research. Um, at two-year colleges, like community college like South Arc, you can um, teach with master's degree as well. Uh, you just have to have that focus. Um, so your focus could be math, generally speaking, or English. But there's that academic side of things. And then there's a student affairs side, which I have picked. Uh, which is more of your um, offices that are at colleges and universities to support students. So any resource that they can go to, including uh, your tutoring centers, your uh, first year programs for new students, right? New student orientation, you want students to get ready for college, those types of activities. Now, once they're in at, at the university or at the college, um, support programs um, that will help them get through, like tutoring, uh, advising, um, and the library, right? Anything that they can use while they're at the college or university, uh, individuals with my degree, it varies. So you can sure. really do anything uh, depending on your experience and passion. Well, and I, think, I think that's a great point for folks to know is that, you know, um, a lot of times if we think higher education, we may just kind of automatically gravitate toward, oh, well, I'll teach or I'll be a professor, I'll kind of work in that side of things. But there's this whole other world that you could, uh, that you could specialize in and, and work to help folks. Uh, so that's good to know. Um, let me ask, and, and you, can, you can go any, any different direction with this, uh, but what is your favorite aspect of the job? My favorite aspect is just the reward part of it, as I mentioned in my original like pitch, is you know my purpose and passion is being excited and knowing that my students have have grown and graduated and, and get into a career that they are passionate as, as well and they have found fulfillment in, and so that's probably the most rewarding thing uh, to stay in communication and have those um, relationships with my students. Uh, and, and see where they end up and, and 
it doesn't matter what their goal is, but that they have reached it and that they're happy in, in a job or a career that they love. Right, and that sounds very similar to what we would say here in the library too. A large, I think a large part of what we do, um, at least here at, at this institution, you know, we're, we're facilitating that discovery, right? We're facilitating that journey for folks, whatever path they may want to pursue, um, helping them uh, pursue that is, is what we're all about. So that's, that's a great answer. Um, let me switch gears a little bit. The other side of that coin, um, what are some challenges that you may face in this career? Um, well, with it's related to what I said earlier too, that not everybody is aware that this is an actual career path, that there are, you know, people like me have done research and um, read tons of journal articles to see what works, what doesn't. And so sometimes that can be, you know, we can be seen as like, we're just doing the fun things for the students and it's uh, not as important as their academics maybe. Um, but there is a lot of research that shows that the co-curriculars, the other fun things uh, mm -hmm. are, we do them strategically for the success of the students. Uh, so that can be a challenge in meetings or when you're trying to get buy-in for certain things because not everybody will see your programming or your ideas as um, important depending on who you're speaking to. So that, that's a challenge. Um, on the student side of things, um, of course, motivating students, right? You have to really work with students and like any person, um, build those relationships so that that motivation, um, you can help assist in that motivation to the degree. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, um, just to kind of think about the special, the specialty, this this area where you work, um, has that been something that's that's always been a part of student affairs, or has it kind of become more of a priority in recent years? How has that? Um, have there been trends that you that you've been able to see? For what part of it? For, for like uh, early college uh, work or uh, student affairs work, some of those things that you do, has that been something that's always been a part of student affairs historically, or is that kind of grown into its own? Uh, more recently. Um, are, so I'm sorry, are you asking like my current position has it always been a part of student affairs? Yeah, yeah, that kind of area as a focus. Well, it, it depends really actually. Um, so early college, um, I work a lot with the high schools to uh, create partnerships. Mm -hmm. and, um, I also work with the counselors to, to see what classes the students actually need to graduate from high school. So that they're not just taking classes to take classes, they're gonna help graduate from high school and help them in college. And so a lot of that um, class and curriculum need and assessment um, is in conjunction with the academic side of the house. So um, a lot, you sometimes, positions that are for concurrent enrollment aren't always in student services. They might be a part of academics. Okay. Uh, depending on how large the college or university, sometimes it's just admissions because you're admitting students into right. the program. Um, so yeah, it, it just really depends on the university or the college and how that's set up there. Um, uh, but 
this, this is, I've been in this position for three years. And as I was going through my career journey, I, I didn't mention after I graduated from Baylor, I advised for a couple of years and I was a program coordinator for TRIO Student Support Services, which is a federally um, funded program for first generation college students. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so I did that at Texas Tech. Um, and where I was going with that is, some of those transfer first-generation college students have pretty much stayed the same. Um, so that was a lot of my focus and my research that I'm able to use now in this position because as I know what kind of challenges and things we can help support our, our students at the college level, we mm -hmm. can try to get to provide that information maybe earlier so that wow. they can be ready. Okay, that's very interesting, very interesting. Um, and, and it's interesting to see both sides of that, right? Um, let me go back to something you, you started at the beginning and let's talk a little bit about um, the, the path itself uh, and, and what advice you might have for students or other folks who may be interested in pursuing this as a career. Um, are there you know specific steps? You mentioned a couple of different credentials already. I wonder if you could kind of break that down a little bit for us. Um, yes, so if anybody's interested in really working at uh, the higher, higher ed level, um, experience is very important. So even if you don't have your master's in higher education, it's very specialized. Um, you can have a master's in education or adult education or anything that um, where you have had experience learning about development, student mm -hmm. development or human okay. development. Um, so that's very helpful. Um, and then when you have the experience, if you work at a high school, um, that's helpful, but it's also different than the college level. So you have some transferable skills. Uh, I would say if you're in an interview, um, definitely use examples of how you work with your high school students, but put it at a higher education college level context, uh, because there are several differences. Um, and, um, you know, you want to, to shine and know, let your interviewers know that you see the difference. Right. Uh, so it's important to have that experience, that background, but if you don't, you can always start. Uh, a lot of the entry level positions are advising um, is an entry level position. Some of our career coach positions can be entry level uh, and we do training. Um, so whenever we get hired and you can get trained, um, especially for career coach program, we have a facilitator career development program that they, they go through for a year. So you can learn how to do career advising with uh, students and really anybody. Um, okay. So start, I would say if you're a student, a high school student and you know you like tutoring or you like working, helping your friends, succeed in their classes, then maybe you are, you have a passion for education. Uh, so then when you are an undergraduate student, I would recommend uh, doing some internships or shadowing or volunteering at a college. And then you would know um, a lot of undergraduate students um, who are already at the colleges doing their freshman, sophomore year, they can work in residence life. That, I always advise that because you get free housing, uh, you get paid by living in, in, in these uh, residence halls to oversee younger college students. 
and you get a lot of good experience seeing how, how to work with college students by being kind of a peer mentor. Mm -hmm. So any peer mentoring programs that you can participate in, uh, being a rest hall um, um, student that works with others in your dorms. Uh, dorm is, is forbidden in higher ed, so I'll say residence life. <laughs> uh, so those are types of things that you can get into and, and get some experience and see if you really like it. Um, because sometimes the hours are not just 8 to 5.30, you'll have events after hours or on the weekends and so you would have to be prepared and ready for those things right but i imagine that's also uh, a benefit for some folks that enjoy a variety right because if you you know it, it sounds like there's a lot of different things you can do um, in this area so you're doing events and you're doing outreach and you're advising and helping and it sounds like a, a wonderful a wonderful opportunity for those folks who like to have a lot of a lot of different uh, things going on a lot of variety um, I wonder if you could just talk about it a little bit, and you, you've mentioned, uh, you know, the importance of mentoring and, and those kinds of things already. Um, but if there's something that you could point to, either um, a choice or a, an experience or even a person, somebody who um, has helped you along the way. Yes, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I think everything that I have been able to do has been, I've been inspired by someone else or been helped by someone else. Um, starting with being a high school student, I still remember my college counselor and how much help he was in selecting a college um, and getting ready for that, the application process. Uh, I probably, I haven't talked to him since I graduated high school, but I still remember his, his help and support. So um, definitely high school students, knowing your counselors and your career coaches is important to get to that next step. Um, and then once I was in um, at the higher ed level, undergrad and master's, I would say my thesis chair, my professor, was instrumental in just me learning what to do with research, with publishing, um, because I'm a first generation college student, first one in my family, so I, I didn't know what steps to take to, I didn't even know what a thesis was. So. He helped me through that. He helped me um, and supported me through the publishing process. Uh, and we are co-authors now. So that was that was great of him because if he hadn't pushed me, then I probably would have never even submitted anything for publishing. Um, so a lot of support. Uh, another piece of advice would be to, to get to know your professors because nice. more often than not, they're going to want your that's why they're in these careers too, to help you succeed. Um, and then lastly, as a professional, uh, my previous supervisors um, and current supervisors have been instrumental in my growth as well. Um, so you think that's important to have someone that you can grow from and learn from to continue to, to grow in your career. Um, yeah, instrumental from high school on. Yeah. Professors, counselors, supervisors, ask all, ask for all the help, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's, that's actually one of my favorite things too, coming through undergrad and then my master's as well with the history. Um, it's just hanging out in the history department and getting to know some of the professors, even if I did not, if I wasn't taking their class at the time, uh, being able to just stop by the office and ask a question or, or having that, having that level of access and relationship, I think was, 
you know, it goes a long way. And I think they appreciate it too, because you're showing interest in the field and in growing and in, in doing these things. And uh, so, yeah, I would encourage anybody, you know, get to know your professors and, uh, and establish those, those relationships because that's, that's where it's at. That's a huge, a huge thing. Yes, um, and you letters of recommendation always. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you don't get to know your professors or your teachers or counselors or anybody, then it's going to be tough to get a job without a recommendation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me switch gears a little bit. Um, now, this this is going to be released a little bit later, but we're recording this in November uh, 2020, and this has been you know, a very different and, and tragic year uh, in a lot of ways. Um, so let me ask a, a little bit about how the pandemic has affected uh, the field and your work um, and, and take it from there. Um, so there's different aspects of the job, as I mentioned. With, I'll start with concurrent credit and students who are registering for college classes. Um, I would say students are still taking classes just as before. Um, we have been creative at the college to offer online and virtual uh, classes and in person. So my high school students are still taking those classes. It is a little bit challenging uh, because sometimes they go from in-person to virtual or they go from virtual to in-person and we can't easily just make those changes in our system once classes have started and we have final rosters. So, um, but there's, you know, nothing is impossible. I think we, if we try to really think through the situations, we have been able to work with students so that they can stay in their classes and complete. Um, so yes, there's challenges, but we have been working with students to get through it. Um, as far as the engagement part of it, so we talked about activities and, and doing things to help students stay involved and, uh, feel a sense of community, that's hard. That's hard to do in a pandemic because you can't be around people. You have to stay within a certain distance. You do a lot of virtual things and it's just not the same uh, vibe, the same uh, sense of community, but we are trying. So we're still, students know that we're still available. We're still here for them, but it is challenging to try to create that same community. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And it's the same, I think, across the board. I mean, we're, we're having to do things differently here. And I know that's, that's you know, we're not alone, you're not alone. Everybody across the, the college is, is having to navigate this in their own their own special way. Um, but let me, let me as, we, as we kind of wrap it up here, let me ask, uh, where can folks find information if they want to learn a little bit more or uh, find out about you or your work? What's the, what's the best way to do that? Um, well, the best way would probably be to go to our southark.edu website, and we have an early college um, site where you can find my information. I'm also under advisors. You can find Alejandro Munoz and my email and phone number. Um, anybody can connect with me via LinkedIn. I'm on there. So okay. you can connect on there and see my resume, all my jobs, my description. So um, any of those ways, I'm, I'm, I'm available for coffee, virtual coffee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for call. Um, student affairs, again, is, is a, one of those um, roles or careers that not everybody is aware of, but it is something you can do. And anybody who is passionate about student success can do this um, at South Arc or anywhere across the nation. 
anything right. from international affairs. I have several friends who um, love student success, but they want to do it abroad. Right. So they work with study abroad students and they get to travel as part of their job. Uh, so those are all opportunities across the nation and really anywhere that there is a college, you would have a job if there's a position available. Well, that is fantastic. And let me just say thank you for taking the time. I know, um, you know, this, this, this year, again, this year has been very busy and, and very different in a lot of ways, but I appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, um, enjoyed it. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, okay. Phil. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. For questions and comments, or to suggest future guests for the show, please send us an email at librarystaff at southart.edu. That's librarystaff at s-o-u-t-h-a-r-k.edu. Also, please check us out on Facebook at South Art Library. We'll see you next time.